0: Hello dear friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and it is time for Let's Talk about Jesus right here on our website. Thank you once again for joining with us today. Uh, we have a message to bring today, a teaching to bring today uh, that I have prayed over. I pray over every message before I begin. I don't take time necessarily uh, before the message or within the message to pray over it. I've already done that. But because of the substance of this message today, I want to pray over it And take the time to pray again over it and to pray for you, amen, that God will cover you and keep you from fear and intimidation. As we talk about something today that is very fearful and intimidating, unless you know who you are in Jesus and who Jesus is in you. We're going to talk about the rise of the occult, the religion of the New Age, the rise of the occult, the religion of the New Age. And I might also add to this subject the rise of the occult and the decline of organized religion even within the Christian community. There's no doubt statistics are verifying that there is a, a, a moving away from historic Christianity and for, from the foundations and the fundamentals of the Christian faith and the organized church that has depended on organization and denomination rather than the the spirit of the living God. You see, there is an, there is five foolish virgins out of the ten, that have no oil in their lamp. They are professing that that they do not spiritually possess. And this professing part of the church will accommodate uh, the things of darkness, because they've never been truly brought into the kingdom of light, this marvelous kingdom of light you know the bible said we who are true christians have been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of god this marvelous light hallelujah so we we who are children of the light are not of the darkness and we have no part in it praise god listen to be called spiritual today as we get ready to pray To be called spiritual today, or claim to be spiritual, does not necessarily mean a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. In our postmodern world, it means a belief in a spirit world, another dimension. The word occult literally means hidden knowledge, and concerning a Christian, forbidden knowledge, because it's delving into a very real spiritual realm. So today, Father, I just pray that we might might not be intrigued by and involved in this realm that the world is going headlong into in these last days. Evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse, deceiving And being deceived. We are not children of the darkness that that day cometh on us as a thief. And we're not children of the darkness that we don't discern, amen, the light from the darkness. Lord, help us today to live as children of light, to literally put on the armor of light. To put on the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in the, in the fearlessness, <laughs> hallelujah, of knowing that we have the armor of light and darkness will not prevail over us. The Prince of Darkness has no part in us and we have no part in Him. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Cover us, Holy Spirit. Counsel us, Holy Spirit. Keep us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Deuteronomy eighteen nine through 14 When thou art come into a land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do, after the abominations of those nations, listen. Abominations is found a lot. It in the Scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, and it means detestable things. Literally, intense displeasure to God. Listen to verse ten. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter to pass. Through the fire, literally to offer their children as a, as a sacrifice, throwing their children into the flames as a sacrifice to their false gods. Here in particular, we'll find out it is Moloch, a god that they worship, listen, or that uses divination. Now we may not have or seed, there may be that occurring somewhere in our world. We may not be seeing that kind of extreme occult practice, but I want you to know, amen, we are seeing divination. And an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, you see it's all coming. This extreme representation of the dark realm is all of the other things that seem almost benign and, and we, we don't see them as what they are. You know, the scripture is very clear. The scriptures actually say uh, that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and partiness, this resistance to God is the same as idolatry. It's coming from the same spirit, amen. Listen to verse 11, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. You see, God has always called his people to be a separate people. His people to not touch the unclean thing. His people. Even, see this goes all the way into the new covenant. God has not changed. This realm has not changed. The, the, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness remain exactly like they were. And living in the postmodern world doesn't change the practices of the occult. Amen. in fact, they are on the rise today, as the Church of England begins to decline and and, and, and uh, the the rise of witchcraft begin to arise and and we 're seeing this this arise of the occult and spiritualism that is completely diametrically different from walking in the Holy Spirit, uh, of having a relationship with the, the God Himself and God's Spirit coming to live within us. This is different, and we need to understand that. And to do what the Bible said in the New Covenant, come out from among them, That's what this is talking about, saith the Lord. Come out from among them, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. For what fellowship be not unequally yoked together, believer and unbeliever? For what fellowship hath light with darkness, or Christ with Belial? What fellowship, what kind of relationship can can be blended between these two realms? There cannot be. That's why the call to come out is so clear, both in the Old Covenant and in the New Covenant. Amen. Listen, verse 13, For thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of times, unto diviners. See, they were spiritual, but it was the wrong spirit. But as for thee, the Lord hath not suffered or allowed thee to do so. See, we are a peculiar people, particularly in this respect. When you enter the land which the Lord thy God gives you, you shall not learn to imitate the detestable things of these nations. The nations he's referring to here are the Canaanite nations, which had lived in the land of Palestine for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. They were there when Abraham first arrived, and they were just as decadent in Abraham's day as they were at this time, six or seven hundred years later. We know this from the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Morally, they were totally corrupt. There's an ancient Phoenician historian by the name of Philo, who tells us a great deal about the Canaanite culture. And until recently, nobody really took him seriously or believed him because he described their extreme, extreme corruption in such lurid terms that it was difficult to believe that any such society could even exist. But recently, archaeologists have produced entire libraries from the Canaanite nations which tell us that the situation was even worse than Silo depicted it. It was a society, they say, which was ravaged by venereal disease. They worshipped sex. Are we touching... Is this touching our society today? And they were totally caught up in the dark arts and occultism. So the Lord forewarns His people, when you come into the land, when you come into the land have nothing to do with them don't learn from them because they are guilty of detestable things he recognizes these canaanites will not operate on the policy of live and let live they they won't just coexist with the true god and the true faith but will propagate their teachings so as to infect all of israel The term Moses uses is translated abomination, is translated detestable. It's a word which means in Hebrew, both something you long after and something you loathe. There's a strange ambiguity about it, and I'm sure the Spirit of God had Moses choose this term for this particular reason. It's this kind of attitude we all experience toward the occult things. They hold a fascination and yet they're also frightening. There's an allure here. And yet we feel very uneasy, don't we? When we, we hear about practices of the dark realm. You know, there is a dark web. I have, that, that's not a conspiracy theory. There's a part of the web that's very dangerous. In fact, a lot of the web is dangerous. We need to pick and choose carefully where we go and what we expose ourselves to and what we allow our children to be exposed to. But it's this fascination with the cult, with this forbidden realm, this hidden realm uh, that gets people involved with Ouija boards and tarot cards and palmistry and astrology because it's so fascinating. The scriptures tell us that God has put enmity. There's an enmity here between the the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. They can never, ever coexist and blend together. Oh, friend of mine, the scriptures tell us that we are to touch not the unclean thing. And, And there's an allure, there's an actual pull to this realm. I remember a situation where, where my, I went to pray for a young lady in the hospital that wouldn't eat, wouldn't drink. They were having to feed her through IVs because she wouldn't eat she she wouldn't keep herself covered she would throw the covers off and reveal her nakedness take off her clothes and they had to keep a close watch on her they were discussing what to do to keep her alive uh, because she wouldn't eat she wouldn't drink She'd keep her eyes shut. She was unresponsive to her, to her relatives, to her mother in particular, to the doctors, to the psychologists, to the, 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 uh, all of the medical specialists. And I got a call and, and I, I, the, the call to my office at the church at that time said that, that this lady who used to attend our church during a revival that we had uh, came diligently had had went from our church, her and her daughter, and come to find out through the people who were talking to me, you know, that she was now in the hospital. And I said, "Well, what what is going on?" They said, "We don't know, but she's in desperate need of prayer. They're very concerned, and they don't know." and And I thought, well, I will go and pray for her. I'd be happy to go and pray with her, for her. And I went to the hospital, and I was on the floor she was on, and I asked the the nurse the situation, and she told it to me. I asked the nurse to make sure she was decent and covered, and I went into her room. I went to pray for her, and I was checked by the Holy Spirit. I was checked by the Holy First time I was ever... I was going to pray for her healing, pray for her deliverance, pray for her speedy recovery. I went full of faith and intentions to utilize the authority of the name of Jesus over her and and to call healing upon her to decree that and to lay hands on her, anoint her with oil. And the Holy Spirit said, I can't answer that prayer. Don't pray that prayer. God won't answer that prayer. There's something in the way of her deliverance. And I thought, Lord, I don't know unless you show me, unless you tell me. I went back to my office. I had never been forbidden to pray for healing, for deliverance for someone in all of my life. And it took me back. I knew it was God. But how could God not want to set her free? I called people who knew them personally personally. And I ask, what's going on here? I, there's, a, there's a check in my spirit. I can't pray until I find out there's something in the way. And I found out that they didn't come to this revival meeting to receive Christ as their Savior. They didn't come uh, to, to know the true and living God. They didn't come to receive Jesus. They came looking for something spiritual. And God moved mightily in their meetings, and there was a mighty move of the Holy Spirit, but they were just seeking the spiritual realm. Actually, probably without knowing it at that time, they were seeking the occult. They were seeking hidden and forbidden knowledge through the dark realm because they went directly from our church and revival meeting to a seance and to spiritualism. And it is in that circumstance that this girl became the condition, this almost catatonic condition that she found herself in and found herself in the hospital. And I told those who knew them, I said, counsel this woman to renounce that realm, renounce that that, that world of darkness renounce all that she's been involved in and come to Christ and receive Jesus as her Savior and remove this barrier so that God can legitimately heal and deliver the daughter and save the daughter. The mother literally had led her daughter into this realm of darkness seeking the occult, hidden, and forbidden knowledge. Listen, listen, th- make no mistake about it. The Holy Spirit in this realm that has spiritual things in it is not one and the same. It's light and darkness. And when those people counseled her She broke down. She saw it. God opened the eyes of the mother, and she renounced those things. Amen. And when she did, she received Jesus as her Savior and came out of that realm and didn't touch it or go into it or or have anything to do with it any further. And God delivered the daughter as we prayed together. Amen. God delivered her daughter. She, She sat up, didn't know what had happened. To her, began to eat and drink and take nourishment and 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 health was returned, and the mother led her daughter to Jesus Christ and told her, We we will never forgive me for taking you into that area. We will never go into that area again. You see, this realm is is real. It exists, and it is a dangerous and deceptive realm. God set that lady free. God set her daughter free. Hallelujah. And he also exposed that realm as the evil realm that it was and that it is. Amen. That's why God says, don't learn from them. Thou shalt not be found among you, verse 10 and 11, anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. Underlying all these dark arcs was the worship of the god Moloch and the child sacrifices which went along with it. And one who uses divination. This is the general term for one who uses occult practices. It means to divine the future by many different means. Tea leaves, or the reading of palms, or the charting of the stars, or peering into a crystal ball. The word actually means to decide or determine the future on the basis of such means. The next words are one who practices witchcraft, or one who interprets omens. The word for witchcraft here, it means just what our English word does. The word translated omens is the word for snake, literally. This refers to a demon worshiper or a devil worshiper, a Satan worshiper or a sorcerer. That is the word which is normally used for an astrologer in the Old Testament not not looking at the at the universe and and trying to learn through science these are people who predict the future simply by reading the stars, what sign are you born under is, is going to determine what kind of person you are. There's an interest. Uh, there used to be a column in the newspaper back when we had newspapers uh, uh, that that told you if you were an Aquarius or if you were whatever what to expect and what you know. This is all about the occult. That's a word which is normally used for astrologer or one who casts a spell, one who binds, or practices voodoo. Isn't that incredible? One who binds, or a medium, an interesting word is used here to refer to leather-skinned bags the Jews carried on their shoulder to transport water in. The idea is that the medium becomes the receptacle for something else. He or she is merely the shell which contains another personality. Oh, that opens up a lot of doors for discussion, doesn't it? What psychologists are are trying to discern today and psychologists and psychiatrists are trying to treat sometimes is a spiritual condition that only God can address through deliverance. Or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. Moses uses every term in the Hebrew vocabulary to describe a cult phenomena. There are no other Hebrew terms as as and he forbids it. This is something that God's people must have nothing to do with. Occasionally a spiritist will say Scripture doesn't forbid it. In fact, the witch of Endor uses occultism to conjure up Samuel. And God spoke through Samuel. But it's very clear if you go back and read that story, this was extraordinary that God intervened in this circumstance. The witch herself was frightened out of her senses when Samuel appeared. That wasn't what she expected. She had expected a demon who normally spoke. But instead, Samuel stood. What a surprise God intervened. Nowhere does God ever allow spiritism, astrology, palmistry, or any of these as a way to discover truth. It is distinctly, absolutely forbidden. Listen to what God says in the book of Isaiah. Stand now, speaking of Babylon. Listen, verse 12, Isaiah 47 and verse 12 through 15. Stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorceries in which you have labored from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit, huh? (laughs) I'm putting the huh on that. Perhaps you will prevail. You are wearied Verse thirteen in the multitude of your counsels let not now let now the astrologers, the stargazers, and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you. For what shall come up from what shall come upon you, behold, they shall be as stubble, the fire shall burn them, they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. It shall not be a coal, it shall not be a coal to be warmed by nor to sit or fire to be sit before you. Thus shall they be unto you with whom you have labored, your merchants from your youth. They shall wander each one to his quarter. No one shall save you. Let's read now from the book of Revelation. The fall of Babylon the Great is the heading. And listen to verses 4 through 9. Something in particular here we want to close with. And we won't close this study, though. Just this part of it. And I heard a voice beginning with verse 4, chapter 18 of the book of Revelation. From heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. See, come out be separate this is a there's a continuity in this message that runs throughout the scripture all the way from the old covenant all the way through the new covenant and I heard a voice from heaven saying come out of her my people lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues for her sins have reached to heaven And God has remembered her iniquities. Render unto her just as she rendered unto you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure she's glorified herself and lived luxuriously, the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow, and will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plague shall come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord's who judges her. The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her, When they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. Friend, today as we close this broadcast, we are told to come out, to not touch the unclean thing. We're seeing the rise of the occult. We're seeing the decline of organized religion even within the Christian faith. And we have to make up our mind to heed the warning and to obey God and to stay away from that dark realm today, even when it parades itself and presents itself as light. Woe to them that call good evil and evil good, and to them that put light for darkness and darkness for light. Today we're children of the light. Make no mistake about it, greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world. It's time for God's people to come out and be separate unto God. It's time to not touch the unclean thing. Ah, friend of mine, there's nothing like the security and the peace and the joy that comes when we're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, into this marvelous light. It's time to put on the armor of light and to have nothing to do, nothing to do with this world of the occult. Ah, today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you're part of that realm, you're part of that world. The God of this world has blinded the minds of men. But today I pray that the Holy Spirit will open up those blinded eyes, that you'll see your need for a Savior, that you will turn and renounce the unfruitful works of darkness and you will run to Jesus. You'll repent of your sin, receive Christ as your Savior, and be delivered from that realm. I declare every chain that holds you broken in Jesus' name, if you want to be free, there's no power of darkness to keep you from being set free. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Nothing can hold you back if you renounce that world and receive Christ as your Savior. God will pardon your sin. Amen. And He will seal you with the Holy Spirit and He'll keep you. Until Jesus comes or you go to be with him. In Jesus' name, amen.